0: Welcome to Thrive Lathrop Podcast. Here at our church, we believe that everyone can thrive. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and enjoy this life-changing message. God is good and all the time. Good morning. Good to you. Good for you to be here with us. And uh, also all of us online there joining us and seeing us uh, maybe right now or maybe later on. Thank you for joining us this morning I'm Pastor Jason, and just glad to be here with you to deliver the Word of God to you. Um, Pastor Kerry is not here with us, and I'm happy to fill in his place. And so you're gonna have to take it whether you like it or not. Uh, I'm here with you, but I just want to say again, great shout out to Pastor Chris and the outreach you Give him one more hand for that backpack outreach. Just an amazing, amazing outpouring of, of just love to our unconditional love to our communities. Um, not just later, but I believe there were people probably from Antica, um, Stockton you know as well. so um, just reaching those outskirts as well. But I'm um, just a blessing again, thank you for those that helped out and again. you know this is what our resources. Our giving goals towards um, to be able to supply um, just these simple things. And believe me that it has been a great blessing. And in fact, um, I know of many, you know, uh, we just got phone calls even afterwards of, um, you know, people, single moms. i just thankful for the help that we're giving them because it's been really tough for them um, for them to provide these sort of things to our kids. And so it's just been great. But this is something that, you know, is not, you know, doing it because of the pandemic. We've been doing this for the last 15 years. As well, and we're continually doing this and touching and serving our community. And we want to encourage you to be involved. We have many other things coming up. We got a, you know, planning uh, to do a festival in the fall, um, so so forth. I mean, you know, every year, some of you have been here, we give away gifts to um, um, just at risk or or needy families and children during Christmas. Um, Just ways in how we can just love our community. Amen. I want to invite you to stand to your feet and if you have your Bible, you can just look up in your screens. But we like to honor the word as we're continuing our series Heart and Soul in the book of Joshua. And we're at chapter 14 and it's been here the last couple of weeks we're basically in the section where, you know, they knocked down the walls of Jericho and, and um, um, AI and now, you know, they they're taking possession of the land, the promised land and now they're Diving it up on this, um, this land here. So it says here, now, verse uh, jo- Joshua 14, 6-9. Now the people of Judah approached Joshua, Gilgal, and Caleb, son of Jephune, The Kenizzite said to him, you know what the Lord said to Moses, the man of God at Kadesh Barnea about you and me. Caleb okay, talking to Joshua here. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me. From Kadesh Barnea to explore the land, and I brought him back a report according to my convictions. But my fellow Israelites who went out with me made the hearts of the people melt in fear. I, however, followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly. So on that day, Moses swore to me, The land on which your feet have walked will be your inheritance. And that of your children forever. Because you have followed the Lord, my God, wholeheartedly. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you for your presence that's here with us. Speak to our hearts and minds. Open our hearts and minds to receive your word. I come against any distractions or things, Lord, that will get us away wanting us to hear what you have for us. We pray this in your name. Amen. Go ahead have a seat. I'm telling you, you're in for a special treat today. This is an exclusive. Because in my 25 plus years of pastoral ministry, and I started thinking about it, I was talking to my wife about this. I don't think I ever have ever done a sermon on Caleb. So you online, this is a special treat. Exclusive content here for you. So you're talking about Caleb here. But um, if you don't know, I'm a father of two handsome boys. Aiden, who's 12. And Amos, who's six, going on 50. And you know what I just realized? I don't know if this is true of all kids, but I believe my sons have selective memory. I believe that. They have selective memory because they can't remember how to brush their teeth or when to brush their teeth. They can't remember what they've done just 15 minutes ago. But they can remember a long, long time ago, I promised to buy them a PS5. They could remember that. These are my boys. You know, so I just celebrated my 47th birthday yesterday. I know I only look 20. But yes, I'm 47, believe it or not. Because I shaved, that's why. But, you know, so obviously, you know, so my son's birthdays are in September, September 4th and September 12th. And my little Amos, my six year old, Okay, now, you know, he has my phone all the time and he can't remember where he put my phone down. And I was like, Amos, where's my phone? I don't know. You just had it five minutes ago. You were playing like Roblox or something on it. He goes, I don't know, I can't remember. I can't remember. But yet, he knows the exact time and place when I told him I will buy him a PS5 for his birthday. He remembers that. I was like, he goes, Daddy, Daddy, uh, remember that one time we went to Best Buy and you were looking for something and I saw a white box and I said, I wanted the white box, that's a PS5. And you remember, Remember, Daddy, you remember? You're gonna buy that for my birthday, my birthday's next month. And you know, so, I mean, he remembers things, but he can't remember you know, other things. Well, this is kind of the situation that we have here with Caleb. Caleb is bringing to memory. What God had promised him 40 years ago. Bring it to memory. He is, Caleb is bringing to Joshua's attention, God's promise that his family will be allotted a certain piece of land. Because of his display of faith over 40 years ago when they first set foot on this land. Caleb remembers this promise. So I say he's a man of promise. Caleb's a man of promise. Caleb is a man of God's promise. Caleb and Joshua, if you don't know this, they are the only ones, those two guys, are the only ones from that original group of Israelite slaves who escaped Egypt. You know, with Moses. You got to realize that. Sometimes, you know, some people kind of forget about that. You know, when Moses went and said, let my people go to Pharaoh. And, all, you know, like a million plus people came out. Well, they came out. But... Only two of them, Caleb and Joshua, were allowed to enter the promised land. I'll talk more about that later. So they're the only ones to enter the promised land of Canaan. The land flowing with milk and honey. So what we have here in this book of Joshua is a generation that really did not know what it meant to be slaves in Egypt. Except for Joshua and Caleb. So Caleb knew what it was like to be under harsh treatment, having to do forced labor at the hands of Pharaoh. And can you imagine what that was like for Caleb and his fellow Israelites to be slaves in Egypt? Because we understand this, they were brought up, they were raised to believe that they were God's chosen people. God will always be with them. As remember the, he goes, hey. What the covenant made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, I mean, just a generation ago, their very own Israelite, brother Joseph, was the second in command of all of Egypt. I mean, so it's like, and now they're slaves. Instead of power and favor in this land, they had only pain and suffering. Yet, even in the midst of this pain of slavery, Caleb, Remember the promises of God. He cried out to God in the midst of his pain. And let me tell you this. God hears your pain. God hears it. God hears your pain. Let's look at uh, Exodus chapter 2. During that long period, the king of Egypt died. The Israelites groaned in their slavery and cried out. And their cry for help because of their slavery went up to God. God heard their groaning, and he remembered his covenant, his promise with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So God looked on to Israelites and was concerned about them. God hears you paint. I mean, right there, there's a three-point sermon. God heard, God remembers, God was concerned. God heard, God remembers, God was concerned. Caleb was in this group. Caleb was a part of these people who cried out to God. Day and night they prayed to God. They knew that their current situation of being slaves is not what God has promised. Caleb knew God was and is still with them and for them. Caleb knew God's promises are still true. Even though they're slaves. The covenant, the promise God made to Abraham in Genesis is solid. So Caleb kept praying according to God's promise. Now I'm gonna realize this. Caleb and Israelites, they weren't praying, informing God of their plight, like he doesn't know. Hey God, do you God, do you realize that we're slaves? Because sometimes we pray like that. As if God doesn't know our situation. You know, oh, God, uh, you know, um, I'm hurting. Do you know that, God? Oh, uh, you know. And you, know, you, you, kind of, you kind of feel like because we're in a d- dire situation that God doesn't know about it. And of course he does. Of course he knows about it. Because here's the, you know, he, it was a cry for help. It wasn't about, God, hey, do you, do you realize that your chosen people are slaves? Do you know that, God. That wasn't it. It wasn't like form. It was a cry for help. Cuz here's the thing. Their cries and prayers are a reminder to them of who they were. God's chosen people filled with his promises. Now, let's be honest. Can I be honest? Cuz sometimes we pray as a last resort. It's a last resort. I mean, really, prayer should be our first line of defense. But a lot of times, man, let's just be honest. You know, I mean, if things are cool, good, or everything's fine, you know, we ain't gonna, you know, what do I need to pray for? You know, I got everything. But, you know, all of a sudden, when things start going tough and rough, okay, I guess I'll pray now. You know, we pray as a last resort. And then sometimes when we do pray, we wonder if God is even listening doesn't even listen and maybe and maybe that's why we don't even pray in the first place because maybe we just god doesn't listen what is god you know we don't feel like god doesn't care but here's the thing though that's not who god is god hears your prayer so keep praying i believe though that there were probably a lot of israelites At that time, who thought God had forgotten and forsaken them in Egypt. So what happens? They had lost their cry. They had lost their faith. They have lost sight of God's promise. So what? They stop praying. But people of promise, like Caleb, know their God. That is who you are. God loves. God cares. And God hears. Because that's who God is. That's who God is. I know that in recent years, you know, there's been a lot of these disasters and tragedies. The most recent one is the condominiums that collapsed overnight in Miami, near Miami. How people were, you know, uh, in the rubble. Some of us remember maybe the time when um, those, that Boy Scout troop in Thailand got trapped when when they were exploring caves underground and some of you might remember about a decade ago how miners in Chile were trapped underneath mine shaft that had that had fallen on them and obviously does remember 9/11 2001 when the towers came down how how people were stuck and trapped underneath the rubble but I remember watching documentaries and watching even news reports of this how People who had escaped were wondering, we were trapped. We don't even know if anyone hears us, that we're down here. We don't even know if people are looking. We weren't sure. We were so scared, so panicked that, you know, they couldn't hear us because we're trapped underneath this rubble. Doesn't even anyone care? But they knew. But we knew our families. They will come looking for us. They will do whatever it takes to get us out and say, you got to keep searching, keep looking. And I'm telling you, God hears. He knows you might be in a situation. He knows that you might be trapped. He knows that. And sometimes we sometimes lose our cry because we wonder. But I'm telling you, people of promise know who God is, that he's a God who cares, who's concerned. (laughs) Cast all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. God hears your pain. Keep praying. And you know, as Caleb and the Israelite slaves, as he prayed, do you know what was happening? As they were praying, God was preparing Moses. God was talking to him in that bush. And then even when they were wandering in the wilderness, just being like nomads, wandering around for 40 years. Do you know what God's doing? God was preparing Joshua to conquer the land. Because you know why? God has a plan. God has a plan. Now, do you think Caleb and the Israelites knew exactly what God was doing? No. But they knew he had a plan. They don't know what exactly was going to happen. They didn't know a guy named Moses was going to come. They didn't know that Joshua was going to be raised. up. I mean, they didn't know a lot of things. But they knew God has a purpose and a plan for His promise. All they had to do was just stay close and keep up as they were wandering. You know, when I mean, when they were in slavery, and when Moses came. Some of you have seen the Ten Commandments with Charlton Heston, right? Let my people go. Ten plagues and all that. Okay. And when he came and Pharaoh let him go, Moses led them. They just kept up with Moses. Kept going in and man, and you know what happened? Then they got to a red sea. And they're like, oh man, and Pharaoh is after them. You know, but Moses says, Don't worry, God's with us. Boom, what happened? Red Sea split. Follow me. Just keep up. Stay close. Listen to man to the man of God. They just kept following I'm following, listening to him. And then even when they were in the wilderness, the Bible says that God was with them. With a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. And that's what they just follow. Listen, listen and stay close. Anybody ever go to science camp? Yeah, yeah, science camp. I don't know if they still do that. Go to science camp. Oh, man, I love it. Was, for me it was in sixth grade. I love going to science camp. Because I'm from Conway and Stockton. Whenever we get out of Stockton, we loved it. Like, oh, hey, and we're going, wait, where are we going? The woods, the beach, somewhere out there. You know, I was like, hey, I'm, you know, let's get on the bus ridge there for a week. So I loved it. So but I remember this one time we had a, you know, we had a naturalist guy that, you know, showed us and then she came up and says, hey, guess what, boys? We're gonna do a night hike. We're like, cool. So we all got ready, started grabbing flashlights. Oh, oh, no flashlights. What? You nuts? No flashlights. So we're like, okay, whatever, you know. So you know, obviously, when you're at camp, it's lighted around. But then all of a sudden, we start walking. We're following the naturalist guide. We're walking, and all of a sudden, it's just getting darker and darker. And we're in the middle of the woods. I mean, trees are tall. It was pitch black. Pitch black. You couldn't even see. I could barely see the hand in front of my face. And 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 all of a sudden, we realize, where's the guide? Where did she go? You know. So yeah, the, you know, we are what 11, 12 year old boys you know, from the hood, like, oh, man, what's going on here? You know, where's the street light? Okay. I mean, we're, we're scared. You we start panicking and I think the Nazis knew. And all of a sudden, hey. And we're like, what's that? What's that? I think it's there. I think it's her. Shh. Be quiet. Just listen to my voice and I will guide you out. And it was like very faint. Like, Shh, be quiet. Be quiet and follow my voice. Keep listening. Go forward. Go left. Go right. Back up. Turn yourself around. Do the hokey pokey. No. But all of a sudden, you know, so we're like, be quiet, man. Be quiet. Okay, okay, Go This. And, you know, we just had to be real quiet and listen. And she guided us out of the thick of the woods. We didn't know where we were going. She did. She had that plan. God has a plan. We might not see it. We might not understand it. But God has a plan. Listen and he'll guide you. So God hears our prayer. Keep praying. God has a plan. Just keep listening to him. So we could be positive. God blesses positivity. Keep doing good. Look at Joshua 14, verse 10. Now then, just as the Lord promised, he has kept me alive for 45 years. Since the time he said this to Moses. While Israel moved about in the wilderness. So here I am today. Caleb talking. 85 years old. I am still as strong today as the day Moses sent me out. I'm just as vigorous to go out to battle now as I was then. Woo. This old guy said, I can still move. Don't let let the wrinkles fool you. I can go out there and fight. Now let me give you some backstory here. Caleb and Joshua, they were two of 12 men commissioned by God and Moses to go on a, a recon expedition. To spy out this promise. Now this is 40 years ago. All this is in Numbers 13. So they went out. Caleb was in awe. He's like, "Woo! look at this. Nice hills, green grass, land flowing with milk and honey. He was in awe. He was pumped out of body. But there was one problem. There were Samoans there. Big people. Big people. He goes, oh, man, there's, a, there's some big people there. Big and fierce. Some scholars believe they might actually have been giants. But Caleb and Joshua, they were not deterred by the size of the people. He said, yeah, they're big and strong. But guess what? Our God is greater. Our God is bigger. Our God is stronger. And he will help us defeat them. So they took a vote. The vote was 10 to 2. And it was, we're not going. There's no way. We can't beat those big guys. They were shot down. Ten to two. Who were the two votes? Joshua and Caleb. They were the only ones who were positive about the promise that God had given them. Only two, Joshua and Caleb, were positive about their promise. God blessed them then. Blessed them and saying, hey, they would be the only ones to live in the promised land. That's why I said earlier, out of all those people who came out of Egypt, out of slavery, out of all of those people, could have been in the millions, only two saw the promises of God fulfilled. Joshua and Caleb. Now that's a whole different message. I've done that one before. This was over 40 years ago. Do you know what? Caleb had been paused by this promise for every single day. Of those 40 years. Even though it was 40 years, and he didn't like the decision. He didn't like that they didn't have the faith or the guts or the courage to take the land. And he could have been sour about it. He could have been mad and frustrated. But no, we know from scripture that he was, he stayed positive, he stuck with it. Even though he stuck with Moses, and the Bible tells of a story when Moses had to have his, his hands raised. And every time his hands were raised, Moses's hand, the Israelites were winning. But Moses, man, he was old. His hands started getting tired. So Joshua and Caleb went beside him and held his hands up. Helping him out. And I guarantee you, when Joshua was faced at Jericho and the walls of Jericho, Caleb was right there saying, Joshua, let's do it. God's with us. We're going to take this wall down. We're going to take the city. Joshua has been positive all along. He has been by Moses' and Joshua's side, believing in the promised land and the promise of his blessing. Because let me tell you what, Caleb understood that it's more important to be a blessing than a burden. To be a blessing in all situations rather than a burden. God blesses positivity. God blesses positivity. We all know that saying. When life gives you lemons, what do you make? Lemonade. Yeah, sometimes it happens. Now we could be, oh, I hate lemons. I hate the color yellow. It's too sour, too bitter. I mean, we could complain, complain, and complain about the lemons. Or oh, you can say, hey, whoo, make me some lemonade. God blesses positivity. Keep doing good. God keeps his promise. Keep believing. Look here Joshua 14. 13 and 14. Then Joshua blessed Caleb, son of Jephunneh. Blessed Caleb, son of Jephunneh. And gave him Hebron as his inheritance. Now I know none of us are, maybe some of you are. But if you don't know, there are two holy cities in the world. Number one is Jerusalem. Number two is Hebron. Even in the Islamic culture. Okay, there's actually four in the Islamic. But Jerusalem is the most holy city. The second most is Hebron. And that's what Caleb got. That's what God attributed, allotted to Caleb. So Hebron has belonged to Caleb, son of Jephunneh the Kenizzite, ever since. Because. Why? Because he followed the Lord, the God of Israel, wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly believe. Caleb knew his God. God will keep his promise. This is why Caleb kept crying out to God and praying while in slavery in Egypt. Because God will keep his promise. This is why Caleb stayed close to his leaders, Moses and Joshua, knowing that they were Following the voice of God. This is why Caleb will fight valiantly and gave 100%, gave his all at every obstacle and every battle that the Israelites face. Caleb believed in the promises of God. He had no doubt that God would prove through. I know a breakthrough break through his coming. Because God keeps his promises. My friends, that's what we call living with confidence. Living with confidence. That's living with confidence. I want to call up the worship team at this time. And I want to challenge you today or encourage. Look at a a couple questions I want to ask you. Number one. Are you crying? Are you crying? And I believe maybe some of you here, maybe you've been in a struggle, in a struggle, financial, physical, emotional, I don't know, a struggle, pain in the sense, you know, it doesn't have to be physical, it could be emotional. And maybe you stopped. Because you say, I don't even know if God hears. God, that's God hears. God hears it. Keep crying out to God. Keep crying out to God. Maybe you're unsure of the future. You don't know what's gonna happen. God has a plan don't know what it is you don't know exactly what it is but God has a plan always remember this phrase and I've shared it many times here before but it just stuck with me as a young kid pastor Tony that little Filipino church in Stockton California would always say I don't know what the future holds but I know who holds the future you just keep listening because God has a plan. Maybe you're just feeling bad, just bad. Whether you're sorry for yourself or just hating life. Because life, all you get is lemons. Well, you know, if you feel bad, you just keep doing good. You just keep doing good. Maybe, bottom line, man, you're at the end of your rope. At the end of the rope. You feel like you've tried everything else. Don't stop believing in who God is Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in your darkness. That is my God. That is who He is. Don't forget that, Caleb those years never forgot who God is. The God of promise. The God of miracles. The God who hears. The God who has a plan. The God who blesses. And the God who keeps his promise. You know when we 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 did a preaching schedule at the beginning of the year And I believe that, you know, I knew I was going to speak on Sunday, August 8th. I knew that way back in March and April. But I believe that God put me here at this specific time because he took me through a season for the last two months. Every one of these questions I had just finished school. I'm a teacher. I'm a Christian. And I had just finished, had her graduation. I was kicking back summertime. Teachers love summer. Get to relax a little bit. Don't have to worry about those kids grading papers. But kicking back with my family on the couch, watching America's favorite game show, Wheel of Fortune. Love that. Kicking back there. Get a phone call. Phone call. Hey, you know, it's the owners of the house we're renting. You know, it's like, oh, hey, uh, we're going to sell the house. You got 60 days. Woo, okay. But, you know, okay, you know, you just kind of go with it. That's life, right? That's life. You just go with it. You know, so, you know, you start going through that process. And some of you have done it, and you guys know, understand it. And now we've been, you know, living there at a home for eight years, so. You know so we just okay well you know we just start calling looking around you know do all the things what you gotta do websites call places and all that Craigslist, whatever you know everything any lead you can get and you know so we just just started that process you just go through it so you know counting down on days we got six days 59 58 57 50 40 30 days we are like oh man it's there's not a lot out there. Or property managers don't call you back. You find out, oh, that web, that that listing is old. We so you know, that was that place been gone for like six months. I don't know why they didn't take it down. Or oh, okay, yeah, you could apply, but you're like number 20. So if the 19 people before you, you know, don't get approved, then you know you'll be it. I was like, oh, 19, they, you know. 29, 28, 27, 26, 20. The days just keep getting lower and lower. But you know what? I just keep crying. You just keep crying out to God. 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 And there are times, I ain't going to lie, does is, is God, God, God even hear me? I'm praying, God, we need a place. and cry what am I going to do I mean I'm, I didn't know what was going to happen 14 days 13 days 12, I mean the days just keep ticking down and it's like oh man and I, you know ask the staff to pray thank you so much ask Keratin to pray you know ask people in our church and again for those of you that saw that and prayed thank you so much unseen of you guys just keep listening to God then I just started feeling bad I ain't going to lie you know, you just get discouraged. Feeling bad, and then all of a sudden the church sends this email about volunteering for a backpack. Oh, come on, man. Shh, you think I got time for that? You think I got time? We'll go help you feel like, man, I'm trying to find a house. No, 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 no. Stay positive. Because you know what? I'm gonna keep doing good. Sign myself up. I'm still gonna come to church. I worship God. I'm still gonna give my offering. I'm still gonna do good. And man, it just came down to the wire, At the end of your rope, you know. And then we, you know, we, we get a place, and you know, you, you you hear it, and okay, we just gotta verify you, and the owner has to be cool with you. Brother Chris, man, and you encouraged me that Wednesday. I know you did. I was telling your Brother Chris about it, in our men's group. He goes, oh, you got it. I don't know, man. Oh, you got it. He said, and you know, he, one thing he said, you know what? I got to keep believing. I've got to keep believing. Don't stop. Even though I felt it was it, you don't stop. And I'm telling you, our move out date was yesterday. We were completely moved out August 6th, Friday. God blessed us. God bless us. I, did, I wanted to stop crying because I didn't know if he was hearing. But I said, no, God, you hear because that is who you are. I didn't know what's going to happen. But I said, no, I'm going to read the word. I'm going to listen to God because he has a plan. And yes, I'm going to keep doing good, serving God, worshiping God, I'm not going to let the devil put me down. I'm going to keep believing because God keeps his promises. That is who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in my darkness. That is who you are. I want to invite you to stand to your feet. We got a little bit of time here. keep crying your pain your struggle keep keep crying God hears God hears God hears God remembers God is concerned cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you not sure what to do listen to God he has a plan he has a plan don't stop doing good. Believe. Believe. He's a God of miracles. As we sing the song, bring everything to God. Bring it before Him. Thank you again for tuning into our podcast. For more info, please visit our website at thrivelathrop.com. Have an amazing rest of your week.